Welcome to Quest for Gold. I'm Ryan Burrow with WGNRadio.com. This week, two U.S. Olympic surfers will punch their bid to Tokyo. 2020 marking the first year surfing as an Olympic event. Another new sport, climbing, set to hand out six men's bids and six women's bids at an Olympic qualifier in France. USA Softball is planning a college tour in 2020 as a way to warm up ahead of the Tokyo Olympics. This week's Sports Spotlight, we feature women's volleyball, and we have a conversation with Aurora native Lauren Carlini, making the Olympics is something she's been working at since she was in middle school. She's overseas now playing professionally. I had a chance to talk with her via Skype. Why don't you start by telling me a little bit about how you got into volleyball in the first place? Yeah, so um, grew up in Aurora, Illinois, and I started playing volleyball at a super young age. Uh, my mom actually played college ball at Appalachian State in North Carolina, and so when I was born, um, she would always bring me to her women's leagues at night and I would just be playing with the ball on the wall by myself or finding other people to play with. Um, I just was always a gym rat from a super young age. So started playing club ball when I was five, six years old um, and went and continued to play for 11 years uh, at Sports Performance, uh, also based out of Aurora, Illinois. So just had a ton of really high level training. Um, in high school, which allowed me to go to the University of Wisconsin. Um, I committed pretty early. I committed my freshman year of high school. Um, And so, yeah, it just gave me a lot of opportunities from a super young age and just really grateful to um, have trained at one of the best clubs in the country and, um, you know, getting that high-level training from the very start of my career. So you have volleyball in your blood. Has there ever been any doubt that's the sport you wanted to play? Did you try any other sports? Yeah, so I played softball um, pretty competitively as well. I had did a lot of travel teams when I was growing up. And eighth grade year came, and I had to decide between softball and volleyball. Um, and can only choose one sport to go on and continue to play in high school. And um, it was not a hard decision for me. I loved volleyball with every fiber of my being, and I figured it was going to get me farther in life. And I'd say so far, so good. Uh, I think I made a good choice. <laughs> what is volleyball like in suburban Chicago? How does it compare nationwide? Um, I would say it's one of the strongest, if not the strongest, in the country in terms of uh, level of club play and training and a high level. And that's where a lot of college coaches go recruiting. And so it was honestly just luck of the draw that I grew up um, in the same exact town as one of the top clubs in the country. Um, but they also have pretty high breeding grounds in Texas, um, Florida, I would say, in California as well. But they, in California, they're a little bit more trained towards beach as well. So um, they get a kind of a different aspect of the training, um, but still strong nonetheless. So I would say suburbs of Chicago, one of the best, if not the best in the country. Are you able to visit home much these days? I spend, I would say, a total of about two weeks in Chicago uh, throughout the year. Most of the time I'm overseas um, playing with my professional team or with the USA team. Um, and we train out of Anaheim, California. So um, some weekends I'll be able to come home when I'm training in California. Um, and then this year is actually the first year that I'll be able to go home for part of the holidays. Um Uh, with my professional team. So I'm excited for that. And I get to be home for a Christmas event for the first time in a couple of years. So I'm pumped. So where are you at right now? Yeah. So right now I'm in Moscow, Russia, and I'm in my third year of playing professional volleyball. Uh, My first two years, first year was in 
I would say about 20 minutes from Florence, Italy. And second year was about 45 minutes west of Milan, Italy. Um, this year, decided to go a different route and try Moscow, Russia. And it's been a really cool experience so far. Um, we actually have a pretty short season with the Olympics coming up. Um, they shorten the season a little bit, which is great. Um, it's just it's just a different level. These girls are huge and powerful and strong, and it's just a different game um, than Italy is. So it's been fun being able to uh, adapt to this type of volleyball, learn a very little bit of Russian, um, and explore Moscow. Do you have any Americans on your team? So it's a little different with the Russian league. We're only allowed two foreigners. Um, and so it's myself from the United States. And the only other foreigner is a girl from the Czech Republic. So uh, there's two girls who are my main translators. It's the Czech Republic girl and one Russian. Um, and everyone else can dabble in English. But mostly it's just me trying to have a good time and make everyone laugh. Um, so it's been interesting trying to translate and get um, get things under control and understanding, but uh, we're working our way through it, adapt and adjust. So how do you communicate then on the court? I can imagine English to Russian is a bit of a challenge. It, for sure. It's really hard for me to pronounce their words. And as hard as I try, even they can't really understand me. And so, like you said, it's a lot of nonverbals, like higher, like faster. Um, so we've, we've really come to use a lot of hand cues, um, and it's working out for us well so far, so <laughs> can't complain. All right, let's get to Team USA. Uh, where are you at in this process? USA Women's Volleyball has a bid for Tokyo, but the roster has not been set, correct? So where are you at? Yeah, I think it was a really good summer uh, for Team USA. We uh, Beginning of the summer, we won Volley Nations League, um, got first place in that after that. Uh, we had a little bit of a break before our Olympic qualifier and our Olympic qualifier was held in Louisiana. Um, and we went and we qualified for the Olympics. We had to play three matches. Um, and then at the end of the summer, we went to world cup, which was held in Japan. Uh, it was about a three week long tournament and we got second there. Um, so not exactly how we wanted to finish the summer um, on the, the big stage, but um, I think a strong showing nonetheless. In terms of the Olympic qualification, yes, the team has qualified. Um, but again, we don't know the actual roster probably until about three weeks to a month before the Olympics actually start. Uh, I think it's that's very different than what most Olympic teams are they when they qualify in world championships, whatever it is, they are assured that they are going. Um, whereas even though I was a part of the roster that qualified in Louisiana, that doesn't necessarily mean that I will, you know, for sure be on the roster going to Tokyo. Um, so it's really different for us. We have to still go and perform well in our professional teams um, these next couple months. And then when we get back in the USA gym in April or May, it's a matter of, how well can I perform? And did I stay at my peak level um, while I was overseas? So it's a really fast transition when we get back to the USA gym. So do you have tryouts? How do you make this team for Tokyo? Yeah, so a lot of girls are going to get back in the gym. It kind of depends, maybe early to middle May. Um, I might be there a little bit sooner. Russian League finishes beginning of April. And so uh, we'll trickle back into the USA gym, uh, April or May. We have a Volley Nations League tournament once again. 
And during that tournament is when they're going to start whittling people out. Um, and cuts are going to be made super fast. So you have to be ready for the pressure and the ability to perform, um, right away when you step in the gym, there's, there's no time to waste. Um, so high pressure, but again, if you want to be an Olympian, you want to be on that roster, you have to be able to take it, adapt and adjust quickly and do the best you possibly can. Has that been your goal to be an Olympian? Yeah. So when I was younger, um, I was at a high performance tryout. I was in seventh grade, I want to say, and it was funny. I actually saw this coach, um, who was my coach at high performance this summer. And she told the same story back to me and she was saying how crazy it is to look at where I am now. Um, versus what I was saying in the seventh grade, she's like, you just set yourself on this path. Um, and so basically she started this, um, question of the group why why do you guys play volleyball what do you see yourselves getting out of this sport and so the girls were going around saying you know i want to make my high school varsity team i would like to go to college um i want to be on a full ride scholarship and it was getting down the line and it got to me and i go i want to be an olympian like i'm going to be in the olympics one day um and then of course you know the next three girls oh yeah wait i want to be an olympian too that'd be cool i want to do i want to go to the olympics and it was so crazy because Jen Flynn uh, Oldenburg, she was the coach at the time, and she told that same exact story to me this summer. And it's, it's just wild to see the path you get put on as soon as you say it out loud and, and you kind of put it out there for the world to have. Um, so I would say since then, that's always been my goal is working to this point in my life and being an Olympian and making this roster. Um and now it's just a matter of fine-tuning my game. What little edge can I get over, um, you know, everyone else? It's just, it's the smallest margins that make a difference at this level. When you picture yourself at the Olympics, where does your mind go? Yeah, I would say when I'm visualizing Tokyo 2020 and being in the Olympics, it's at it's the finals match and we're going to a fifth set and the score is 13-13. And how am I serving in this situation? Who am I giving the ball to? What plays am I running? Um, you know, who's making this spectacular dig diving into the stands? It's just putting myself and I guess mentally in these super high pressure situations and seeing how I react. Um, and, and what would I do in this situation? So honestly, I wouldn't even say it's about being on the podium or walking through the ceremonies. It's actually playing the game in the most high pressure situation you could possibly think of. So you've been at Tokyo for the World Cup. What, what is it like there? I absolutely love Japan. And if they took setters and to play professionally in Japan, I would 100% go there. Um, they Professionally, they're amazing. Uh, they love their volleyball. Uh, you can expect every game, uh, whether it's us or Japan or Germany, whoever's playing, the stands are going to be packed. They love their volleyball there, men's and women's. Um, so that's going to be a pretty key sport. Um, I think in the 2020 Olympics, we're going to get a lot of, uh, broadcast time and they're just so professional and everything is super clean. The people are extremely nice. It's just, it's honestly the most perfect place to be able to host, um, an Olympics cause you know, it's going to be very well done. Everything is going to be figured out. It's probably already done and figured out. Honestly, we are just waiting for us to show up. Um, it's just, it's going to be the coolest environment, and I can't wait. I hope, I hope I get to be there, putting it in the universe. What is the state of volleyball in the United States right now? Yeah, um, I think 
our country has tried to dabble in a few professional leagues and they just don't have the monetary backers. Uh, they don't have the sponsors willing to put in the money that, um, people overseas do. And it's, it's crazy to me because our youth leagues are developmental, um, club level, high school level. It's, I think it's the biggest sport in the United States for women. Um, so it's absolutely bonkers to me that we don't have more support. Um, we don't have more TV time. We don't have um, as much media coverage. Um, and so it's frustrating. And we're trying on our end to, um, I guess, just get a little bit more equal coverage. It's even our Olympic qualifier. Um, we played at weird times. And even though we didn't get like NBC showings. I think two of our three games were on uh, TV and the third wasn't. And so it's just um, kind of this battle with media coverage and trying to get more, um, more showtime, I guess you can say. But I, as much as I would like to think we're going to have a professional league soon, that's going to stick. I'm not sure um, whether money wise we would be able to, I guess, justify that over going professionally, um, in another country. So I think it's going to take some time. We may get there eventually, but in terms of my career and a lot of current gr girls on the national team, um, probably won't happen during our tenure. A little bit off topic, but let me ask you this. You were a big 10 college athlete at Wisconsin. What do you think about this new push for college athletes to get paid? What, what if you had been able to host a camp or get a sponsor when you were playing, uh, would that have been a good thing? Yeah, um, I've kind of gone honestly back and forth on the issue of college athletes getting paid. I think at Wisconsin, we were treated really well and we got a lot of benefits. Um, and so for me, at the time, I didn't really see a point in getting sponsorships or getting paid um, or, you know, running camps, whatever the case may be, whatever they decide to do. Um, but now kind of looking back, it's. We put a lot, we put our bodies on the line and, um, you risk making less money because of injury, whatever it may be. Um, and so I would say I'm leaning a little bit more towards, yes, um, I am okay with college athletes getting paid and being able to run camps or get sponsorship deals. Um, the only concern I have is, is there quality in that and, what if it's the 11th girl on the team? Does she get any benefit out of this? Or is it only the two or three big name players in basketball, football, volleyball, whatever it may be? And finally, for those young volleyball players out there aspiring to someday walk your path, what would you say to them? I would say a lot of it has to do with just go and dream big and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something or that you're too small or too slow. Who cares? Go in, get in the seven days a week however long it takes and just work your butt off um hard work and passion and dedication can get you anywhere in life and i i fully believe in following whatever your passion is so if it's volleyball fantastic get in the gym get to work um put a goal out there in your mind and and say it to people hold yourself accountable in that aspect if volleyball is not your passion and you love playing an instrument or you're super in love with science go do that and do that to the best of your ability. Um, if you're lucky and I would put myself in this group, you don't have to work a day in your life. If you love what you do um, and you get to go play volleyball every day and, you know, make some money doing it. 
Thank you, Lauren. We'll continue to track her progress on Quest for Gold. Next week, we talk to an open water swimmer from Homer Glen. You won't believe what she did over the summer. She talks to us about it on the next Quest for Gold, only at WGNRadio.com.